Hello, and welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a brand new Star Wars podcast. My name is Claire, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm so glad you decided to listen to my very first episode. Episodes will be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on my Twitter at FulcrumPod and on Instagram at FulcrumPodcast. Be sure to follow me on either of those for previews, information about upcoming episodes, and other fun Star Wars content. You can also find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi. Today for my introductory episode, I'm going to be talking about my personal relationship to Star Wars throughout my life from my childhood to now. So to start things off, I'm going to take it back to my very first introduction to the Star Wars franchise. So you're really getting my Star Wars origin story here. Honestly, my villain origin story because the day I was introduced to Star Wars is the day that set me on a path to becoming the menace to society that I currently am because of this franchise. Um, so you have my parents to blame for that. Fully, this is just my Joker origin story. So to be completely honest, I don't remember specifically what my first exposure to Star Wars was, and that's because I have memories of watching the films as far back as I can remember. I do have very vivid memories of watching A New Hope and watching it all the time. It was definitely my favorite out of the original trilogy when I was very young. I do really randomly have vivid vivid memories of watching the trash compactor scene in a new hope like i don't know why but specifically that scene i am like i remember sitting there on my couch watching that and also specifically remember the scene with r2d2 and c3po just like wandering through the desert on tatooine like i do also very clearly remember watching that but it is very specifically a new hope that i know was like the thing that i watched on repeat like i do remember watching empire strikes back and return of the jedi but a lot more vaguely, and I didn't, like, re-watch them over and over and over again the way that I did with A New Hope. However, the one scene that I do very clearly remember being my favorite as a kid was the end of Return of the Jedi, when Luke takes off Vader's helmet. And still to this day, that scene is one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. Just the music and, like, the pure emotional quality of that scene, which is something that, like, as a child, I didn't really grasp the emotional depth of it. I was just like, ooh scary villain takes off helmet and like father-son bonding yay but now i'm like oh okay there's a lot more layers to this than just that which i think is one of the great things of like being a star wars fan as a kid and like growing up and re-watching the films and the shows because like it's heavy content and there is there's a lot to unpack there but as like a six or seven year old however old i was watching that like it was just cool people with laser swords fighting each other in terms of characters that I latched onto as a kid, I was definitely a Han Solo stan. I think it's purely just because he's like the funny, charismatic character and like as a child, that's the most fun to watch. And then on a complete flip side of that, the character that I remember being my favorite growing up and the one that I was the most fixated on was Boba Fett. And like for no reason, like he fully was doing the bare minimum in Empire and Return of the Jedi and I was like, ooh cool helmet does not speak much this is everything which seems like it's a dumb reason to like a character but like is it though because really what do we want out of star wars other than cool armor and not a lot of words i also definitely had like an intense interest in bounty hunters growing up i just think it's really funny that as a kid i was obsessed with boba because he simply just had cool vibes but rather than like growing out of that i just leaned into it even more as i got older and like still to this day he is one of if not 
possibly my favorite character in the entire franchise. I am literally preparing my formal apology to society when the Book of Boba Fett comes out. Like genuinely, that is my joker. That is the one thing coming out of this franchise where I'm like, I will not be able to exercise any form of self-restraint when it comes to this. I am going to truly just be such a bother to everyone around me about it all the time. Whenever the trailer for that is released, which by the way, Disney, I am knocking at your door. Give me that trailer. I feel like realistically, it's not going to come until Disney Plus Day, which is fine. I have waited my whole life for a Boba Fett show. I can wait a little bit longer for the trailer, but I would rather not. So if they want to release it earlier than that, that would make me very happy. But anyway, y'all might want to reach out to me whenever that trailer is released because I may become an insane person even more than I already have. Like, I'm not even joking. I have given an advance apology to my roommate telling her that that trailer is going to be coming soon and that the show itself is going to be coming pretty soon. I was literally like, just so you are aware, I am going to become the worst possible person to live in a room with when that trailer does drop. Long story short, Book of Boba Fett is truly going to be a big full circle moment for me because I have like I said, loved Boba Fett since I was a child, and for them to now be making a TV show just about him is everything that my, like, seven-year-old self dreamed about. But we're gonna set Boba aside for now because he and Book of Boba Fett will become my entire personality come December 29th. To move backwards in the Fett family tree to one Jango Fett, I am now going to talk about the prequel trilogy. When I was a kid watching Star Wars, the prequel trilogy had literally just come out, so that was the main thing that everyone was talking about, and therefore it was and still is my favorite trilogy. Not to be an Attack of the Clones stan on Maine, but that was very much my favorite growing up. The funny part though, and the thing that has stayed very consistent in my life, is that I have no memory of caring at all about Anakin and Padme's relationship as a child. Like, obviously I cared in relation to the plot of the movie and the trilogy as a whole. The thing that I do remember caring a lot about and having a lot of thoughts about was Obi-Wan. Um, I do very clearly remember that I would just watch the Battle of Geonosis scene, like, on a loop and just over and over, and, like, every single day I wanted to watch it. I do think that the loving Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones as a child to being a queer adult pipeline is a very real thing. Scientists should really be investigating this, but I do know in my heart that it is a very real thing. There's also Padme too, where as a kid I was like, hmm, she's pretty neat. I think that she's cool. And now looking back at my younger self, I'm like, you just like women bestie um let me tell you this i also really did love revenge of the sith like as much as attack of the clones was my favorite revenge of the sith was definitely up there very close second the duel between obi-wan and anakin was also one of my favorite scenes as a kid and now is literally my favorite scene i do think that like a core memory that all star wars fans who've been fans since childhood have is trying to reenact that duel using those really trashy plastic lightsabers that retract. Like, I don't need to give any more detail than that to know that that just unlocked a memory for so many people listening to this. I also know that, like, permanently ingrained in my brain will always be the entire dialogue to the, like, I have brought peace, freedom, just, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like fully in the future I could be like 70 years old and not have touched Star Wars in decades but still retain the ability to quote that entire scene. 
But the prequel trilogy will forever just hold the most special place in my heart just because it is what I mainly grew up on. One thing that is very interesting to me as well is this like generational divide within the Star Wars community. Because like my parents were growing up when the original trilogy was coming out. Like my dad was around the age I am now when A New Hope came out. It's really funny because a lot of times he'll say to me like, you're so your generation for the prequels being your favorite. Like he has said that to me multiple times and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're so right for that. And a part of me is like, hmm, this feels like an insult. Like he fully just looked at me and was like, prequels stand derogatory. But he's so right. And like, I know like younger siblings of friends of mine and stuff like that who were around the age I was when I started watching Star Wars, but when the sequel trilogy was coming out and so that's their favorite. Which is why, like, I have a favorite trilogy, it's the prequel trilogy, but I think that the, like, never-ending, like, war between the fans of different trilogies is so stupid. Because typically, not always, but a lot of the times, it is the case that people are the most attached to the trilogy that got them into the franchise, which makes perfect sense. Like, I also have friends who didn't get into Star Wars until the sequels were coming out, and they're sequels fans. I'm like leaning dangerously close to getting into all the sequels discourse and like I don't think that there will ever be enough time on any podcast to dive into all of that so I'm gonna steer myself away from this conversation. <laughs> that being said I want to switch to a different part of the franchise which was also a huge part of my childhood none other than the Lego Star Wars video games. The hours upon hours that I have spent playing those games with my brother as a kid like that was what we did with our time like i vividly remember over like summer vacation from school the two of us just sitting there and playing lego star wars for like hours on end i'm thinking about inside out right now because my like anger core memory is trying to beat that goddamn pod racing level in lego star wars as a kid and like, I don't know exactly how, but somehow playing that level over and over and over again, trying to beat it, and like the pure rage that I felt in that moment somehow shaped me into the person that I am today. It's just like my character development, like it really sucked, but you know, I had to go through it to become the person I am now. Also, if I remember correctly, me and my brother did get into like a screaming match over the Mustafar level. Like, I know it's when you have to, like, jump on a bunch of things and, like, cross the lava and, like, if one person messes up, then you're basically fucked. I think that that definitely stirred some conflict between the two of us. I also remember playing the Lego Clone Wars game a lot as a kid, which actually brings me to my next topic, which is the Clone Wars. So I actually, unlike a lot of people I know who are Star Wars fans as kids, I did not, like, watch the Clone Wars as a kid. I do remember like it being on TV and I would casually watch it sometimes, but I didn't like regularly watch it and follow it. So I have like vague memories of the characters, like I do know that I loved Ahsoka as a kid. I'm not even really sure for what reason, like maybe I just saw her on TV in the Clone Wars a few times and was like, she looks cool. But either way, I do remember having at least enough knowledge of her to like like her character as a kid. But I actually did not fully watch the Clone Wars until quarantine, which I'll get there. But right now I just want to fast forward a bit to the sequels coming out. So like I was a huge, huge, huge fan as a kid and then I was more of like a casual fan a little later on until the sequels started coming out. And the sequels definitely like reignited my interest in Star Wars, which is another reason why I love them so much and why I will defend them so much. And I know that that's like a pretty common experience. Like a lot of people had that same experience with them of that getting them back into Star Wars, which is why I think the sequels are so important and why it makes me so, so upset to see people 
talking shit about them for no reason. Because there is a distinction between just like the people who personally don't like the sequels and the people that actively bash other people for liking the sequels and there are far too many people in the latter group. Rewind to when I said that I wasn't going to get into sequels discourse and now I'm talking about it again. But long story short, the sequels are what got me back into Star Wars and also what got me involved with the Star Wars fandom on social media. That was also my exposure to a lot of the toxic Star Wars fans for the first time and I was like, hmm, the Star Wars fandom is a scary place. But also there are a lot of cool people in the Star Wars fandom, you just have to know how to find them. But anyway, the sequels got me back into Star Wars, specifically Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. It was at that point that I was like, I want more Star Wars, so I decided to check out the TV shows. So like I said before, I watched The Clone Wars during quarantine. And then after that, I moved on to Rebels. I also did watch The Mandalorian like as it was coming out since the first season. It's actually kind of nice that I didn't watch Clone Wars until recently though, because that means I got to be warned of the fact that the first few seasons are a little hard to get through, especially your first time watching. Because like, I think if I had just sat down and watched it and been like, is this really what people have been hyping up? I don't think I would have been able to get through it, but I knew that it got better. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna fight through it. And like, as a lifelong prequels fan, obviously the Clone Wars was so amazing for me. Because like the way that they were able to take these clones and humanize them and give them individuality and their own personalities and make you care about all of them still impresses me to this day and the way they did it so well. But also the added layer of pain that it gives you when you go back and rewatch the prequels after having watched the Clone Wars. And like the Order 66 scene in Revenge of the Sith is already sad on its own, but after watching Clone Wars, I was like, god damn. And like, I am a gay person, so I do love Commander Cody. That's another interesting like queer person Star Wars culture thing. Like, why do we all love Cody so much? Like when I came to college and I met other Star Wars fans here, I do remember a specific interaction with one of my friends, like one of my first weeks at college, where I was talking about how much I like Cody and he was like, why do you like Cody so much? And I was like, what do you mean? Is that, that's like the norm. And then I was like, oh, you're a straight person. And like majority of the people that I interact with through like social media about Star Wars are queer people. And so I'm just so used to everyone like collectively loving Cody and being obsessed with him that I forget that like, he's not the most normal character to be obsessed with. Like, I think that everyone generally likes him. But the fixation that a lot of queer people have on him is very fascinating to me. And I don't really know what the reason for it is. Like if someone has theories or thoughts on this, please reach out to me because I genuinely don't know what it is, but it is very, very interesting to me. But all that circles back to after I became emotionally attached to Cody and then rewatching the Order 66 scene in Revenge of the Sith, I was like, hmm, all I know is pain. Coupled with the fact that I am a proud Cody Wan shipper until the day I die. And then I also loved Rebels so much. Rebels is definitely my favorite Star Wars show. And I have so much to say about Rebels too, but I think I'm actually going to save it so I can do other episodes specifically about Rebels. So after I finished my TV show speedrun during quarantine, I had fully entered my era of like, I need to know everything about Star Wars all the time. So like beginning of 2021 was when I decided to start working my way through the canon novels, which I'm actually still working my way through them now. So the novel that I started off with was the Ahsoka novel because I figured it would be a pretty quick and easy read and Ahsoka is 
possibly my favorite character in all of Star Wars, so I was like, this is a good place to start. By the way, like, low-key spoiler warning for the Ahsoka novel for the next minute or two. I'd also heard a lot of people talking about Caden and Ahsoka's relationship, and I thought that people were just shipping them because they seemed cute together. I didn't realize until I read the book that, like, Caden actually canonically has feelings for Ahsoka. And I am very much a fan of Caden. I think that she is so fucking cool. So, like, the whole book, every time Caden did anything, I was like, queen, queen shit. And then the scene where Ahsoka rescues her after she gets captured, and she's like, I could kiss you right now. I was like, oh, I fully thought they were going to kiss in that moment and I was so upset when they didn't. But after reading that book I was like, oh shit, Star Wars is really good as books. So that's what I've been up to this year. I am of course currently in the middle of my High Republic not so speed run because I read very slow and I am also a college student. I am almost done though. The only thing I have left to read is Out of the Shadows, which I am literally about to start as we speak. So now that we're at my present day life as a Star Wars fan, living it up out here, I talked about my favorites when I was a kid, so I'm gonna talk about what my favorites are now. In terms of movies, I'm sure you can figure this one out on your own knowing that I'm a prequel stan. Um, Revenge of the Sith is definitely my favorite Star Wars movie. I also am still a proud Attack of the Clones defender. It's still one of my favorite Star Wars movies to this day. I also love Rogue One because goddamn, that movie is a masterpiece. The music in that movie, and I will talk about music a lot on here probably because that, I mean, like, it's Star Wars. You can't not talk about music and, like, movie soundtracks and TV show soundtracks are, like, my favorite things ever in general. So in Star Wars, I'm like, ah, music all the time. But the Rogue One soundtrack, like, I fully just sit and listen to that sometimes. Also, like, the characters in that movie, immaculate. Like, Jin and Cassian, so good. And, of course, they had to go die at the end. Still grieving, still mourning. Although we are getting Andor soon, which don't even get me started on how excited I am for that. But yeah, Rogue One is just a cinematic masterpiece start to finish. It's so good. And then also definitely up among my favorites is Return of the Jedi. Y'all, I'm such a brave soul for just putting my Star Wars opinions out onto the internet. Moving on from movies to specific characters that are my favorites, I'm gonna give like my top five in order question mark. Like the top three are all pretty interchangeable. But I do have a solid top five, which is Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan Kryze, Hera Syndulla, and Elzar Man. So let's just take a second to unpack this, because that is a wide range of characters. First of all, I don't think Ahsoka really needs any explanation. I feel like majority of Star Wars fans who have like watched Clone Wars and other things she's in would put her in their top five. It's just like the quality of the way she's written, and also the fact that we have so much good content of her. And then Boba Fett, I already discussed a lot earlier and we'll be discussing a lot a lot in end of December and January. I do think that them bringing Boba back in The Mandalorian was like a personal gift to me. Same thing with Book of Boba Fett, like Disney and Lucasfilm were fully like, you know what, you deserve something good. Here is a lot of Boba Fett content. I think they're really just trying to get me to forgive them for how much I cried during the Clone Wars finale. It's never gonna happen, Star Wars. You made the choice to break our hearts like that and you will not be forgiven for it. Now, with Bo-Katan, there's a lot more to talk about with why she places this high up on my list. I do think that my legacy as a Star Wars fan, specifically on TikTok, is I'm like the person who likes Bo-Katan. 
which you know what as i should go off me genuinely nothing makes me happier than when people like tag me in posts about bo katan or like edits of her just the fact that like in people's minds that's what they associate me with but i do love her a lot i think that she's very much gaslight gatekeep girl boss which you know what as she should i do like I personally actually love the animation style of Rebels. I know a lot of people hate it for basically no reason. It's stupid. However, like, once a day I think about Bo-Katan's character design in Rebels and I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't like Bo-Katan. Like, her character in terms of, like, personality and everything is great in Rebels. It's just the way they made her look. I'm like, now, it's one of the very few things that actually bothers me about the animation in Rebels, but it does bother me. But honestly, I just think it's very funny. I'm like, do not speak to me about Rebels Bo-Katan. I don't want to think about it. Mandalorian Season 2 truly fed me, though. They were like, here are your three favorite characters in one show. I don't think that any time in my life will ever compare to when that was coming out. Anyway, next up is Hera Syndulla, which, again, I think it's a pretty self-explanatory one. Because Hera's just out there being a leader being an icon, and we love to see a MILF winning. And then my fifth character, Elzar Man, new addition to the list, my current obsession. For those of you who aren't familiar with the High Republic books, that is where Elzar comes from. I won't say too much about him because I don't want to get into spoiler territory for any of the High Republic novels because, believe me, we will be getting into that in the next couple episodes. But Elzar is just really going through it all the time and I really do love him. Y'all, I'm sorry, I have to make a quick detour here to talk about something else. The Star Wars Instagram and Twitter just posted that new High Republic post and I am having a crisis. The High Republic authors truly need to be stopped. Like, love them all dearly, but please, why do you enjoy hurting us? I am genuinely going to have a panic attack. Y'all on Twitter have got to stop being like, mm, I think these are the people that are gonna die. Don't put that out there. Don't put those thoughts into the universe. Don't manifest this. Like, I also have my theories on who's gonna die, but you know what? I'm not gonna speak it into existence. Also, like, the High Republic authors are on Twitter. I feel like they fully are, like, stalking through our tweets and being like, hmm, what can I do that will hurt the greatest number of people? If you think that I'm wrong, explain literally anything ever that has happened to Belle Zedifar. Because Belle was immediately a fan favorite, and everyone was out there talking about how much they love him, and then suddenly everything bad starts happening to him. Star Wars writers, I am on to y'all. You cannot trick me. So tempted to go on Twitter and be like, you know what would be, like, the worst possible thing to happen in the High Republic books? If, like, everyone was just happy and living happily ever after like i could not handle that I'm like reverse psychology them into not killing off my favorite characters please anyway sorry to detour i just happened to see that and was like oh no anyway back to what i was planning on talking about which is some upcoming star wars projects that i'm very excited for mm, i was gonna mention some of the upcoming High Republic books and comics, but actually, I'm no longer excited for those. I am actually terrified. I'm joking, I'm actually so excited. The end of phase one is going to be a lot, but it's going to be very good. Good in a wow, the writing is really good way, not good in a wow, I am feeling good way. Also, um, not to shock anyone here, but I am pretty excited for the book of Boba Fett. I know, this is like really startling coming from me. It's not like I've mentioned it five million times already in this episode. Also, speaking of things coming soon that are going to make me sob violently, the Kenobi series. Anyway, Disney, if you're listening to this, make Corky Kenobi canon. That is all. I can't wait for the Kenobi show. Also very excited for the Ahsoka series because one, Ahsoka, and two, Ezra Bridger. 
my beloved is finally coming home. Also, Thrawn will be there, and I do love the Blue Man very much. Dave Filoni, put Eli Vanto in the Ahsoka series, or I'll throw rocks through your windows. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed my Star Wars fan origin story. In terms of what my upcoming episodes are going to be about, I'm definitely planning on discussing all the High Republic novels. I also want to do an episode or two talking about The Bad Batch since it's recent and there is another season coming at some point and I have a lot of thoughts about it. And then just talking about other shows and books. Obviously, once Book of Boba Fett starts coming out, I'll be covering each episode individually. So yeah, lots of fun things coming up for me to talk about. If you have any other suggestions or requests for what I should do some episodes on, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. So now it's time for a fun little segment I've come up with called Two Truths and a Lie Star Wars Edition. So for this segment, I'll be bringing on a person who is not very familiar with Star Wars. They may have seen a few movies, but overall they don't know that much about it. I'm then going to name three characters and give a brief description of each of them. Two of them are real and one of them is made up by me. This week I have my friend Anthony here to join me. So, the first category is clone troopers. Oh god. So, first clone is named Slick. Slick was a clone sergeant who was eventually discovered to be a separatist spy by Captain Rex and Commander Cody. Number two is Hardcase. Hardcase was a clone trooper in the 501st Legion. He was known to be very hyperactive due to a leak in his growth acceleration chamber. And number three is Slapstick. Slapstick was a member of the 212th Battalion serving under General Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was killed by battle droids during the first battle of Felucia. I feel like it's Hardcase is not the real one. Final answer. Let me me think. (laughs) Because I feel like you've mentioned Slick and I feel like... What was the other one? Slapstick shit <laughs> i was about to say my buy a vowel that's not how this game works <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can buy a vowel <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna say hard case just because i feel like you've mentioned the other two before that is incorrect hard case is a real clone um is it slapstick yeah hard case is in the battle of umbara and he dies there which is uh, sad. slapstick is not a fucking person i made that shit up <laughs> the next category is jedi Mm -hmm. um during the clone wars era um so first up is jocasta new who was the chief librarian of the jedi archives during the clone wars and she was also a member of the jedi high council at a previous time um Cass Tarek, who was the former Padawan of Kit Fisto, she passed her trial shortly before the start of the Clone Wars and is seen briefly in the Clone Wars television show helping Fisto at the Battle of Moncala. And number three is Depa Balaba, who was a Jedi Council member during the Clone Wars, and she was killed during Order 66, but her Padawan Caleb Doom, later known as Kanan Jarrus, survived. Can you repeat the names again? Jocasta New, Cass Tarek, and Depa Balaba. I feel like I've heard of the first two. I'm gonna say Depa Balaba Depa. Final answer? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> Castaric is not a real person. Um, Depa Balaba is was um yeah, Caleb Doom, Kanan Jarrus's master who's he's in Rebels. Um and she is in the first episode of the Bad Badge dying. Okay. <laughs> I can't do this. My third category is so fucked. My third category is people with weird names. First character is I'm a gun die. <laughs> Ivar Gundai was a Jedi Master and General during the Clone Wars. His name written to sound like I'm gonna die is comical because he dies during his first appearance in the Clone Wars, killed by Separatist droids on Ryloth. Second one is Lieutenant McCool. McCool was an Imperial Lieutenant who worked closely with Agent Callus during the first two seasons of Rebels. 
He later finds himself clashing with Grand Admiral Thrawn after Thrawn catches him snooping through his personal journal in which he writes several entries about his friendship with Lieutenant Eli Vanto. And the third one is Mama the Hut. <laughs> Mama is the grandmother of Jabba the Hutt. During the Clone Wars, she is visited by bounty hunter Cad Bane and Jedi Quinlan Voss and Obi-Wan Kenobi during the hunt for her son Zero, whom she provided with a ship after his ex-lover Cy Snoodles broke him out of prison. I feel like... My heart saying it's Lieutenant McCool just because it's the most normal <laughs> of the names. It cannot be Mama the Hut though. I, Mama the Hut, that's like too perfect. So you think Mama's made up? Yeah, I think Mama's made up. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Is it I Lieutenant McCool? Like, yeah. Dang I it! Was like fucking um, because that arc, I was looking in that arc of the Clone Wars because there's like ten different huts in it, and it's a really funny arc because Sai Snoodles is like that green bitch in Return of the Jedi who's like singing at Jabba's palace, and she's like randomly in the Clone Wars, and like there's a basically a whole arc about her. But then I was like, what's the mom's name? And it was just fucking Mama. Mama the and I was hut. like, yeah, this is it. That that fits. No, Lieutenant McCool. There is actually a character named Droopy McCool who I think is a member of Jabba's house band. <laughs> so I was like, let me take that. And the the journal thing about Eli Vanto is like half true because Thrawn does write in his little gay journal and give it to Eli in the mm. Thrawn novels. That, oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Is he just like there for like five he seconds literally, and dies? I think he's in that singular episode oh and he God. just dies. And that's fucking it. Yeah, I'm like, good for him, I guess. <laughs> um, that was That was very entertaining to me. I'm decanonizing Mama the Hut. Decanon Mama the Hut. <laughs> slapstick is too much for me. I don't think I could fucking handle if there was a clone named Slapstick. I want Slapstick. I <laughs> thought that was real. Can we address that I thought that was real? <laughs> we can talk about Sandwich Clone. Oh my god. Oh wait, I want to know about Sandwich Clone. Yeah, there's fully just this clone in the background of a scene who's just like eating a sandwich. Me too. <laughs> there's also Soup Clone now from the Bad Batch. Soup Clone. Why are there so many soup clone memes? <laughs> now it's just us reacting to me. <laughs> Gal Kestis. Not Cal. When you open a chest and it's another poncho, this will make a fine addition to my collection. Star Wars poncho core is my favorite thing ever. I hate the ponchos. What? I'm gonna go on a discourse about why. In this essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Jedi Fallen Order. They were just not nice Okay, to there's look so at. many ponchos in it. Wrecker pulls off the poncho. Okay, like that's fine. Um, like that's serving dad it's serving himbo it just says the bounty hunter Django Fett was known to sometimes wear a poncho former padawan Cal Kestis wore various ponchos found on the planet so he visited (laughs) Cal Kestis invented ponchos Cal Kestis ponchos walked so that Luke Skywalker's ponchos (laughs) didn't run (laughs) why is there just a list some beings who have worn ponchos in their lives were Qui-Gon Jinn, Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, Leia Organa, and Luke Skywalker. Comment below, is Anakin a <laughs> No, don't encourage people. I'm encouraging, because Claire does not think Anakin is hot, and I think Anakin for the win. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Fulcrum Transmissions. I'm hoping to add a Q&A segment to future episodes, so please feel free to DM me questions on Twitter or Instagram or leave them in my Q&A on TikTok and I'll be sure to respond to them. The next at least two episodes that I do are going to be about the High Republic, so feel free to send me questions specifically related to that as well. Once again, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this first episode.